0: Welcome back to the 615 Podcast. Christian Skelton here alongside Zephi and Wade as always. Zephi, how are you doing today? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, You know, we've tried to do this like 30 times, but uh, other than that, I'm I'm doing pretty solid. Hopefully you guys can hear him okay. We're kind of having to do a makeshift thing here. But uh, yeah, we're just rolling with the punches here. Yep. Uh, so, his 2020 NFL draft is nine days away. What are you looking forward to?
1: Um, just all the new, uh, there's probably going to be a lot of surprises in this draft. I kind of want to see where some of these defensive players will go. The receivers are stacked this year in this draft, so I want to see where a bunch of receivers go, and, um, some quarterbacks, a lot of, a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft.
0: Yeah, for sure, um, what was I going to say oh yeah Um. so the Titans needs in this draft is cornerbacks outside linebackers D linemen and offensive linemen uh, you want to give your thoughts on those four key positions that you think the Titans need uh, yeah, we, have do, we
1: do need those to win I think we could have used a lot of those in our unbelievable AFC championship run I wish it didn't stop at the AFC championship
0: <sighs> yeah, yeah yeah that was sad but anyway, go ahead.
1: But well, there's plenty of good draft players, good players to draft for those positions. So, let's see what the Titans what they had to who they had the Titans
0: drafting in this mock. Yes, so in this mock draft, we have with round 1 pick 29, we have Christian Fulton out of LSU, cornerback. You know him very well, obviously, as an LSU fan. You want to give us uh, your opinion on him and how he plays on the field
1: well for one he's he's not the biggest corner he stands at only six foot but he's real physical I think his draft stock really raised in that national championship game because he had to cover some really good receivers in Justin Ross and T Higgins I think he did a good job covering them and so like I said yeah he's a big he's a not big but he's a physical corner he'll get under your skin, I think he, he'll he be good for the Titans, I think that's what they need they, we need a corner like that Yeah, and he's really good in man coverage as well
0: yeah, for sure uh, round 2, pick 61 is Raquan Davis out of Alabama, defensive lineman, I think this would be a steal if the Titans could get him here in the second round, what do you think? I think
1: that's a good pick I think he'll, like I said, or I think he'll fill in the spot for Jarrell Casey because losing him was such a big loss I think for us because he was just such a big force and a big part of our defense and now that we don't have him there I saw so with this pit with Davis I think he'll be able to fill in for Jero Casey I don't think he, now he could be a Jarrell Casey he can't take his
0: place. place obviously no one's going to take his place but exactly. I agree with you he can, he can fill the void a little bit at least mm-hmm. um, I think he'll be good enough to help our defense out and win some games yeah I agree uh, Round three, pick 93 out of Florida is wide receiver Van Jefferson. Now, obviously, since I'm a Tennessee fan, uh, <laughs> at this point, I, if we took an SEC wide receiver, I would much rather us take Jawan Jennings. But not, I'm not saying Van Jefferson's a bad pick. I would just love to see Jawan get drafted to the Titans because I think that would be the coolest thing ever. But give us your breakdown on Van Jefferson.
1: Van Jefferson, I, I watched him. When he played us, he's a very smooth. I think he runs routes very smooth. Um, he's a lanky receiver. He doesn't. He's he's very skinny. He looks very skinny, but he he looks fast. I think he'll probably be a slot guy, but I could see him being more on the outside. Yeah,
0: he then he a little we, little have,
1: more. we have we have AJ Brown. That pick, he'll just probably be maybe like a wide receiver three, maybe four. Um. I think that's about it. I don't see I mean he could start maybe soon, but I just see him as a
0: third to fourth maybe receiver on the deck chart. Yeah, I agree. Um let's move on to there's no picks for the Titans in the fourth round, but let's go to the fifth round. Uh round five, pick one seventy four for the Titans. They have them selecting Keyshawn Vaughn, running back out of Vanderbilt. He's a local guy. Right here at a Pearl, Pearl, right here out of the Nashville area from Pearl Cone High School. Uh, what do you think about Keyshawn Vaughn?
1: I really like that pick. For one, yes, he's from Nashville. Of course, he went to Vanderbilt. I really, I didn't know about this Keyshawn. I didn't know about him at first until you told, until I watched that Baylor and Vanderbilt game, and I just remember texting. him. I was like, dude, this Vaughn kid is something special, yeah. and I didn't know that he wasn't. He just a sophomore.
0: No, he was a junior that game. I'm, well, I don't even – no, he yeah, he was a junior that game, yeah.
1: He was, and he just came – yeah, I think he was probably one of the best running backs in the SEC this year. I mean, there were a bunch, but he was at the top. He was really good. He runs hard. And I think that's good because we also have Derrick Henry. We can sit Derrick Henry down. Excuse me. We can sit Derrick Henry down. When he gets tired and gets beat up, and then put another running back that you know that uh, another running back in there, you know that runs hard, will fight for extra yards, and run. He won't be tackled on first contact, and so I, that, I really like that pick for the Titans.
0: Yeah, I agree. Did you? Uh, okay, I guess that tells me you got your my text message you I sent. So good job. Yes, good job by you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, no picks for the Titans in round six either. Uh, but uh, round seven, the Titans have three picks. Um are on way but after the Jarrell-Casey trade, they have three now, which, in my opinion, J. Rob, J- J- John Robinson was not going to do something like that, giving up Casey for a seventh-round pick, if it didn't mean he was going to get someone special. So, hopefully, Toconte f- follows through for us. But, anyway, that's another story for another day. Uh, first pick of the seventh round for the Titans, round seven, pick 224. Is John Runyon, Michigan offensive lineman? I'm not going to ask you to break him down I mean, you want you can try if you want to, but I'm not going to expect you to know much about him.
1: Well, you see, I mean, he is. He, you said he was offensive line for Michigan. Yes, sir. That might be good for us to help us out on the O line just a little bit. I mean, he did. I mean, if he played for Michigan, yes, he's probably blocked some really good people because there's a lot of good. DNs and D linemen in
0: the Big Ten. Yeah, for sure. Uh, round seven, pick 240, not 247, pick 237 for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, this mock draft has them taking Cole McDonald, Hawaii quarterback. Uh, obviously, they've got Ryan Tannehill, so that's not going to be the issue here. But uh, maybe just to put. Uh, push the door on Logan Woodside a little bit, give him a little bit more pressure for the uh, backup job. That's what job Cole McDonald will be fighting for if we were to take him here.
1: Um, I like. I don't. Uh, I watched some of Cole McDonald's game and it was like an if I watched that bowl game and it was just a – Ah, uh, for me, I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. He doesn't have bad arm strength. He did turn over the ball when I watched him a lot. He did turn over the ball a lot. Um. It says right here for his combine stuff, he has a lot of weaknesses. It says that he's not he his arm talent isn't good enough to make pro throws, and it also says that he gets out of sync with wideouts and will rush throws. So I think drafting him it'll really help him because I think he'll sit maybe this year.
0: So once again it's, he sounds like a backup. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like a guy that it'll be a solid backup in this league maybe in a, in a few years, but I don't see him getting (laughs) past much more than that.
1: Barney from Tannehill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then this last pick I think I enjoy, maybe more than any of them. Uh, Round 7, pick 243, is Rodrigo Blankenship, (laughs) kicker out of Georgia. I about said quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, go ahead and break down Rodrigo for us.
1: Hot Rod, man. I watched him. I think I saw his kick with the Rose Bowl record, it was like 55 yards. And that kick, you know, it really changed the game. Like,
0: oh yeah, for sure.
1: People don't understand, like special teams can really decide a game. I've played special teams and then we've seen it in college. We've seen it in the pros. Special teams can really change the momentum of a game. And that kick in in that Rose Bowl, because Oklahoma decided to squib kick it and he made that 55 yard kick. I feel like it gave that Georgia team a lot of energy. And when he did that, I mean they came out on top and they won in the second half. And so that'll be good for us. We do need another kicker.
0: Yeah, sure. obviously this would be to replace Ryan suck up. Uh speaking of uh you playing football, would you like to reveal here on the podcast where you will be playing your high school football next year? <laughs> I do not know yet. Uh it was worth a shot. Anyway. <laughs> good answer. You gave the right you gave the right answer there. But, yeah, I mean, Rodrigo's great. You know, I've always thought he was cool ever since he uh, came on the scene uh, there at Georgia. But, yeah, I think he would be a really good replacement for Ryan Suckup. I mean, see, drafting kickers I'm always hesitant on, but when you draft a kicker in the seventh round, I understand that. That's true. But you just don't want to be the Buccaneers and draft a kicker in the second round like they did with uh, Roberto Aguayo and then him miss like 50% of his field goals.
1: Man, but the thing is, I mean, when you look at Roberto Aguayo or however you say his last name, he was really good in college. I mean, he was making every kick in college at Florida State.
0: Yeah, yeah. In college, he he was lights out in college, and then, you know, sometimes when people get to the pros, it's just too much, and that's kind of what it, happened with him. It is. The, I've
1: heard that it's probably it's a whole lot faster in the pros than it is in college.
0: And it's not only that. I mean, it's not a ton of difference in the goalposts in uh the NFL compared to college, but that's harder too. Uh yeah, I mean it's just takes a lot of getting used to, obviously. But all right, so do you want to go ahead and go to our position breakdown? Sure. That is fine. Okay, would you which side of the ball would you like to start on? Would you like to start on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball?
1: We're gonna start on defense because defense wins championships and I absolutely love defense.
0: Okay, so what me and Zephian have done, we have ranked our top five players at each position. Now, some players are listed at different positions depending on where you look. So that's why some of these are kind of kind of be different. Uh, we There's two positions on the defense side of the ball that we combined. Edge and DL we combined into one. And we also combined safety and cornerback into one as our defensive back category. So let's go ahead and start with Edge and DL. Would you like me to go, fir- you go first or second? Um, I'll go second. Okay. Uh, Are we going 5-1 to one or 1-5? One to five? Either one's fine. Let's go 5-1. to one. Okay. So my fifth best – gosh, I said best. It sounded like <laughs> I had a lisp. Anyway, my fifth best D-lineman slash edge player in this NFL draft, I think, is Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. Now, before you go crazy, <laughs> a lot of people have said his, tra- his drafts d- – I Can I talk? Gosh, a lot of people have <laughs> said his draft stock is just going up as the weeks go by. Had a pretty solid combine. Nothing too special, but had a pretty solid combine. I'm hearing he's doing good in the interviews, and, you know, the tape doesn't lie with him. Uh, I don't know how you th- feel about him, but, you know, at Tennessee, he was always a guy that was a threat to get sacks at any time. <laughs> but what do you think? Or do you even know who Darrell I- Taylor is?
1: Oh no, I've heard of him. I'm about to say
0: you better know Daryl Taylor. I've is.
1: heard of him. I think he played pretty well against Indiana. I heard he made a really big he had a really big game against Indiana. Yeah, he
0: did. He definitely that's what did. I uh number four I have AJ Ipenza, uh from Iowa. Gonna be real, don't know a ton about him. Did I've you, heard a lot of people are high on him though. But yeah, that's that's the reason I put him on here. A lot of people are high on him. Uh you know, Hopefully, he can come in there and provide a lot for some team that's got DL slash Ed's needs. Uh, anyway, that's about all I know there. <laughs> Sorry about that. but Anyway, uh, third, I have Justin Matabuke from Texas A&M. Uh, a lot of people are really high on this kid. Uh, he's a big old kid, too. I
1: was about to say, I heard he's really big.
0: Yeah, he's really big. Uh Show what he could do there in the SEC at Texas A&M. That's, that's one thing. Any of these guys that are high on this list, that are out of power conferences like the SEC or the Big Ten, you know, they, you know they're going to at least be solid pros pretty much. But That's true. That's very
1: true. I mean, like people say, I think the
0: SEC is the best conference. Some people may disagree with me on yeah. that one, but that's how I feel. I agree. But we're <laughs> both SEC fans, so.
1: That's true. That's true
0: uh let's see here moving on my second best edge slash dl is marlon davidson from auburn another kid kind of like matt Bouquet, where he's from the sec he's a big old kid and you mm. know he's always going to be a threat to get to the quarterback you know
1: I, I have him on my list as well i'll tell you where i have him on my list when it's my turn i'll let you finish first but he, i think he he is good he's big he i think he played nose for auburn
0: yeah he did Still
1: right here that he had, he started all 13 games. Or wait, no, yeah, he started all 13 games. He had three sacks. I mean, he didn't make, he didn't have too big of numbers, but I think he was still a force for them.
0: Yeah, for and sure.
1: In it middle, playing nose, being really big.
0: Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I think we all know who's coming at number one here. Chase yes. Young at Ohio State. You know, yeah, a lot of people say he's like the one of the best prospects. Ever to come out of this, to come out of the, end of the draft. Uh, obviously, he showed his athletic ability this year at Ohio State. Get off a block like it's nothing. I know. Uh, he's big. He's what six? He's six, he's like six four, five, what, something like that. Six, wow. I know. I know who you want to be the number one pick, but uh, Chase Young's mate has definitely made a case for it. I don't think he's gonna be, but. Uh, I mean, if-
1: I wouldn't be mad if he was the number one pick, but I think, it, yeah, I think we all know who it should be. But if it is Chase, I mean, if it was Chase Young, I honestly wouldn't be mad because, I mean, he's...
0: He deserves uh, it if it is him, but I don't he, think it's going to be. He's
1: a once... I mean, he's... You're probably... We're probably have, we are probably haven't seen a guy like him. in The draft is probably Jadavion Clowney, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, that's a lot, who a lot of people are comparing him to. All right, give us your top five edge slash DL. <laughs> well, at five...
1: Like I said, I had him on my list. Marlon Davidson. I just think I think he'll fit in with any defense. Um, he's big. He can. I mean, he can run. For some, everybody said he's faster than he looks. So, and he'll he'll like I said, he was a force at Auburn. I think he'll be a force anywhere. I don't know if he'll be like uh, like a star immediately. I think if you give him more time to develop and work with him, he'll be a star. But I do like him. With if you just I think if you find the right team for him if he fits on the right team then he'll succeed I think in my opinion coming in at four I have Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina
0: see I see I did not even think about him I don't know why I just didn't put him on my list but after I I made it I was, I don't feel like changing it I pro, if I'd have had this to do again I probably would have taken DT out otherwise known as Daryl Taylor to you commenters. <laughs> uh, uh, I probably would have taken him out and put Ken Law in if I'd have had this to do again. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Ken Law, I mean, he's big. 6'5", 324 pounds.
0: Did you see that I mean, video the other day? Which video of him? Him squatting 2,000 pounds. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. That's how much he squatted the other day. Yeah, no, I, I know it. I
1: know it. And it really, it really hit. I was like, wow. like this. But, I mean, he's, he's, I'm trying to think of a comparison for him in the league. I can't really think of one. But he's he he, I think like same thing with Marlon. Sometimes well, it's a
0: good thing if you can't think of a comparison for someone that might just mean they're you know a once in a generation talent or a once in a lifetime talent. True. But true, but
1: um I think if like I said same thing for uh, same thing that I said for Marlon Davidson. I think it's the same thing for Kinlaw. If he gets with the right team, works hard enough, he'll uh, he'll be good enough. I mean he showed it at South Carolina. At South Carolina he was he was he he led the team in sacks. He uh, he did really well in the Senior Bowl. That's what everybody says. Really helped his stock was him in the Senior Bowl. <gasps> Excuse me. And so yeah, I think like I said, if if he fits with the right team, he'll be good. In my opinion, at three, I have Chase Chaseon, the edge rusher from LSU. Of course, look, I mean he's he can be all over the field. He. I've seen him make tackles. He's made tackles on receivers in the Alabama game. I remember a certain play. He got off of his block and made a tackle on Devontae Smith on a wide receiver screen. He's quick off the edge. He's long. The thing I'm worried about is his health. He did tear his ACL Coming into LSU his freshman year, mm. but he recovered from and I think he missed a couple of games this year because of an ankle injury. But if he can stay healthy, he could be really good with any team that drafts
0: him. Let I me think. give a disclaimer real quick. I do not freak out. I have Caleb on Chason on my list. I just do not have <laughs> him as an edge or DL. I have him as a linebacker. Okay. Because so, some people had him as a linebacker, some people had him as an edge. So I just put him in there as a linebacker. So go ahead. Yeah. I have him, yeah.
1: When I looked at it, it says he was an edge, so I just put him. Yeah, I just put him in my edge line, um, top five. And then at two, I have Derek Brown. I was really surprised you didn't have him on the
0: list. See, I don't. I thought he was. I thought he was in last year's class for some reason. Mm-mm. I don't know he, why. I thought he was in last year's.
1: Well, Derek. I mean, man, watching Derek Brown this year, he was really good. I mean, he was he's he's something different he can be really good in the pros i think i mean if if chase young wasn't in this draft i think derrick young would probably be derrick brown derrick brown i mean sorry why did i say derrick young sorry because you
0: just said chase young
1: (laughs) but i think there if it wasn't for chase young derrick derrick brown would probably be the best Lineman in this draft, if it wasn't for him, a lot of people are comparing him to Jared McCoy, which isn't a bad comparison at all.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, that's definitely a compliment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's see. Moving on here. Oh wait, never mind. Was that your number one? Oh no, no, my number one. Yeah, number
1: one. Was Chase, Chase Young, Chase yeah, Young yeah. Of course, had to be Chase Young. I mean, like like you said, I mean the dude's huge. He's a once in a generation probably talent. And he's probably the best de- defensive player we've seen. Since Jadavion Clowney, I mean, this dude. I think he. I think he'll be unstoppable in the NFL. I mean, he's so quick, he's long, and it's gonna. Offensive linemen are probably gonna be frustrated with guard, or having to
0: block him. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's move on to linebackers. I'll start. Uh, my fifth best linebacker is Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. I like him. Yeah, you know. Again, this is a guy I don't really know a ton about, but I saw a lot of teams are high on him. That's kind of how I judged this on. If I got to a point where I didn't have a lot of guys left that I knew who they were, I just went with whoever people were highest on. Uh, Zephyr, do you, you want to break him down for me? Because I really don't know anything about <laughs> Zach Bond, if I'm being no, honest. No no offense that, to him.
1: No, no, I don't, think, I don't think that is offensive. I mean, but well, he was, I watched him today. He was actually earlier. He was in, he was getting interviewed on SportsCenter earlier today. Oh, really? Mm-hmm, he was. And I mean, he's, he, you know, he played quarterback in high school. Really? Yeah. He played quarterback in high school. And he, but they, he said that he wasn't even like a passing quarterback. I don't know why. Cause he threw 20 passing touchdowns in high school, but he rushed for 30, but he had 39 rushing touchdowns huh. in high school. But they moved him to to linebacker his freshman year. He was a redshirt freshman at Wisconsin. He didn't do bad his fresh, his first year there, but then this year he, he did really well. He had 12 sacks, which I think that led the Big Ten. So, and he finished first team all Big Ten and was a second team All American. So he sounds like he's really good. Now, we now, like you said, probably people probably don't know a lot about him. Now they're comparing him to, um, TJ, I think, I think TJ they're compared,
0: Watt. Yeah, they're now it's the same T. thing. Watt. If a lot of people don't know a lot about you, that might be a good thing for you because that might mean they don't have as high as expectations for you, and then you can and yeah, you're flying blow their, the their mind, yeah. But, so yeah. Um. I see what you're anyway, saying, uh, my f- here you go. You get to break down another one of my guys. My uh, fourth, unless he's one of your guys, then I'll just let you. Anyway, my uh, fourth overall linebacker is Patrick Queen from LSU. Do you have it I on your list? list? I have okay. it on my list. Okay, we'll wait then. Uh <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like a uh, Patrick Queen out of LSU, um pretty much that whole defense this year. At I know it, at times they were kind of a a bend but don't break thing. But uh a, they got a lot of good prospects on that defense, but uh yeah, I think Patrick Queen's one of the better ones. Uh number three, I have Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Uh wow, that- Man. Did you say who's that, or you also have him?
1: No, I have him. I'm just saying, man, Kenneth Murray. he's is real, he's good. He's a good
0: linebacker. I was, I thought you like were mad at me for some reason. I was like, what I do? Anyway, no. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, Kenneth Murray. Uh, I don't remember what he did. In the, what did he do in the LSU game? Well, did he really do? Well, I don't think he, much of Oklahoma's defense was doing much of anything in that game. But anyway, <laughs> that's a different story. Go ahead, I'll let you.
1: Well, Kenneth Murray, um, he's really fast. That's what a lot of people say. They said he's probably one of the fastest fastest linebackers they've seen in a hot minute. Well, him and, of course, the probably the best linebacker in the draft, and we all know who that is. But um, <laughs> but um, a lot of people, if that – I mean, a lot of people are talking about Kenneth Murray. They said he would he would have been the best if, you know, that other linebacker would have been – in the draft, we'll talk about him in a
0: minute. Yeah, we're about to talk about him for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. But Ken, but Kenneth Murray, it was you know especially in a defense like Oklahoma's. I mean, when we all look at Big Twelve defenses, we're just like actually we all say there is no defense in the Big Twelve. And so for him to come out of Oklahoma and yeah, be a line, that
0: says a lot about him for him yeah. to come out of Oklahoma and be rated this high. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, my two, number two overall linebacker, I have Von Chason out of LSU. Zephian talked about him earlier. You know, he's just a, he's just a good football player, man. There's really nothing much else to say. Now, like he said, I don't think injuries are going to be a huge factor. They might end up being, though. You never know with these NFL teams. But, uh, yeah, Zephian broke him down earlier, so I'll go ahead and move on. Uh, my number one linebacker, probably Zephian's number one linebacker, Probably everyone in the world's number one linebacker is a guy who ran like a 4-3 as a linebacker, Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Man. What was that? That hurt my ears.
1: I'm sorry. I just had to do that. Did you whistle
0: or did you scream?
1: No, I whistled. Okay. I I didn't know. It was because Isaiah Simmons is good. He's he's really good.
0: Well, obviously, yes. Yes, I'm not disagreeing with that. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I'll let you go ahead and get into your list. All right. So, for at one, all right, not at one, season, at
1: five, I have Troy Die from Oregon.
0: I've heard of him. I've heard he's good.
1: He's a, he. I think he broke his hand or wrist in the middle of the season, so he had to wear a cast. But he, a lot of people said he was the captain of that Oregon defense. He made. He's a leader. He makes a lot of plays, and that's what you really need in the defense, especially at the linebacker position. If you have a linebacker that can that can be a good leader and also play, I mean that's that's a really good combination because that's what you need at the linebacker position. You got, I mean, because I play linebacker, and so I know like what that's like. And so, and I also, heard he's really smart. He's his football IQ is really good. And so, yeah, I have him as my top five. I don't think a lot of people really had him this high, but I. Had him in my top five at number five. At four, I had Zach Vaughn from Wisconsin. I didn't hear much about this kid until today.
0: Me, yeah, I didn't hear much about him until I made my list either.
1: Like, I read about him and I was like, man, this kid, he's a stud. He can be good in the end. He can be good at the linebacker position in the NFL. And then at three, I have Patrick Queen. Now, he, at, at first, did you know? queen he did not start the first two games actually he did not start the first game and he but and he did not play a lot against texas but they said he played well enough against texas to start the rest wow.
0: of. so he didn't even start the year as a starter
1: Mm-mm, he that, did not that says so.
0: a lot about how good he was this year if he didn't even start the year as a starter and now yep. he's one of the top five linebackers in this draft
1: yeah and, and did you see in the national championship game he was just everywhere oh yeah for sure he was just everywhere in the national championship game and he won defensive mvp and i did not i mean he it was well deserved i mean he was everywhere on the field he had one game or touchdown saving tackle it was on a screen pass and etn caught it and if queen did not make that tackle etn probably had a touchdown and clemson the momentum is changing that game so queen he's fast he can go from sideline to sideline he's really good off the ball and he's quick at making decisions. He has a quick twitch, which is very important at the linebacker position. You've got to be able to move off the ball real fast, go from side to side. And Queen does that really well. And then at two, I have Kenneth Murray. Same thing. He, like Queen, he can also move off the ball very quick. He can go from sideline to sideline. He's very instinctive. He just, he just makes the football play. I mean, he's, he's everywhere on the field. He, he plays with good effort. I mean, I'll give it to Kenneth Murray. I mean, even when they were losing, and he was hurt. Like, he he hurt his hamstring, I remember. And um he came back, and he still played well. So that shows a lot about his character. For him to just come back, even though they were getting throttled in that game, he still came back, still wanted to play with his teammates. And so I like Kenneth Murray a whole lot. And then, of course, we have the number one linebacker, and. The second best defensive player, actually third best because Jeff Akuda is the second best defensive player, but the third best, in my opinion, Isaiah Simmons, man, this kid, you can really put him anywhere. He reminds me
0: a little bit of Tyron Matthew, if you think yeah, about it. See, that's what I've seen about him is that a lot of teams uh, might put him at safety, not, not necessarily like, all the time, but they might play him at safety some too. That's what makes this kid, in my opinion, like a dream linebacker. I know. A guy that can pl- play the traditional linebacker spot, but if you need him to, he can clamp up on a tight end, too.
1: I mean, yeah, he's like a bigger version of Tyron Matthew. Like, the dude ran a four three nine. Like, that's faster than some receivers and DBs, and he's a
0: linebacker? D- don't, he- no, we're not going to talk about what Jawan ran. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter that he ran a 4-7. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: I mean, but like Isaiah Simmons, man, look at this guy. He's six four, two hundred and thirty eight pounds. He his vertical jump is thirty nine. I mean, whoever gets this guy, they're probably getting a immediate star. Like I think he could he I think he could win Defensive Rookie
0: of the Year. Oh yeah, for sure. He definitely has that potential. He has that potential. All right, we'll move on to DBs again. This is corners and. Uh... Corner or I just said corners, idiot. This is corners and safeties combined. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, number five for me, I have CJ Henderson out of Florida. Uh, here, how should I break this guy down without absolutely hating him? <laughs> um, hey, I know you don't like them, them Florida people. At least it's not Jalen Tabor. Yeah, that was the greatest moment ever when when Jalen Tabor's ankles got broken right in front of my seats uh when Jawan Jennings broke his ankles right in front of me that was one of the greatest moments of my life he just hit that two-step and then he just you know it was so awesome anyway uh back back to what we're actually talking about here um yeah CJ Henderson's a, uh showed what he can do uh I'm I don't remember what game it was that he had a really good game. I think it was the Auburn game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what game I'm thinking of? Probably. I mean, he's a – see, looking at him – Because there's one game I'm thinking of that he had a really good game and he really stood out. I just don't remember if it was Auburn or not. I think it was Auburn. I'm not sure there. Go ahead.
1: I mean, he's – like I said, he's a long corner, real long. He's quick off the ball. He can guard man coverage or zone. He's – I think he – I heard he's really good. At baiting, guys, or oh, yeah, baiting for sure. guys. And so and they said he has really good eyes. So I like CJ Henderson a lot. He's on my top five. Uh
0: number four for me is Christian Fulton. We talked about him earlier. Possibly mm-hmm. the uh, uh potential pit for the Titans there. Uh so I guess do you want me to even want me to break him down? I mean, I guess we kind of already did earlier. But. We did, we did. So yeah, I'll go ahead and move on. You're gonna be surprised by this. At number three, I have Jeffrey Okuda as my third defensive back. What? Okay. Really? No, listen, listen. What? And then at two. Three? And then no, you're gonna like it better after you hear who I have at two. At okay. two, I have Grant Delpit out well, of LSU. You. Thank you. That See, is, that is here's why. I think i th- I'm this is no disrespect to Okuda. I think he's still one of the best players in this class, this DB class is just so loaded. It's kind of like that wide receiver class. The wide receiver and DB class in this draft is loaded. So, in my opinion, even with these DBs, you can flip-flop them anywhere. Same with the wide receivers, you can flip-flop them anywhere. They're all good. Yeah. Like, like I think I, look, like just just give you a little preview, I had Henry Ruggs at f- in fourth on my wide receivers. That tells you how good these wide receivers are. That's I had, true. and I have Jeffrey Okuda at at third on my DBs. It tells you how good the DBs are. So well, who's number one? Number one, I have Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. I'm sorry, oh. I did not want to do it. Well, no, you know, I
1: I do like Xavier McKinney. He now I'll give him something. He's a big hitter. He can he can hit you now. Oh he's yeah, a big, sure. He's a big hitter. He's all and he. Man, I really didn't like him against us because he stripped the ball from Joe. Burr. I mean, he was no. All don't
0: talk about loop. that play. I thought I was gonna die because I made that <laughs> halftime video. Then I thought you were all gonna come kill me. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, if they come back, I'm gonna die. But <laughs> uh, you yeah, so there's my that. DB list. Go ahead. Well, my
1: list. I have Anton Whitfield Jr. from Minnesota. This kid is a stud.
0: Yeah, Marty's i already
1: good. He. I watched him. The Penn State game and against Penn State he was just he was really good against Penn State man, I mean his I think his his dad played in the NFL for the Vikings and somebody else I can't remember who else his dad played for but he said he's a junior right,
0: I think so that's I think he why is, I rec like like not his not his class like his his name, oh yeah yeah and okay yeah, that's has- probably why I recognized his name,
1: mm-hmm. but he's he's really good he's now. Problem is a lot of people probably aren't going to pick him because he is short. He's like five ten, five eleven. But he's 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 what I call a dog. He's a dog. He's, he's like Juwan.
0: Get... Sorry. <laughs> Anytime I hear the word dog, that's what I think of. <laughs>
1: he's he's all over the field. He's extinctive. He can make plays. He really impressed me that Penn State game. So I so I have him at number five. At number four, I have Xavier McKinney at number four. Interesting. So, so I mean
0: he's See, like I said this goes back to my point. You can flip flop these people anywhere. They're, they're all good. All all these DBs are good.
1: And so yeah, I mean he's he's Xavier McKinney, he's yeah, he's really good. He like I said, he he can hit hard. Um I don't in coverage he may need to work on being in coverage, but yeah. everything else Says he can be a good, be a good safety in the NFL. Maybe I compare him to maybe like a Cam ch- Chancellor. He's probably more like he likes to play in the box, not more in the back end of the defense. I think he'll probably want to play in the box more because that's where that's where he'll be good at. At number three, I have C.J. Henderson. Like I said, this kid, he's like you said. I mean, he's he did stick out in one game. I'm still trying to figure out what game that is too. But he's six one two oh
0: four. We both we we both just remember one game where he was all over the field, and we neither one can remember what game it is.
1: Man, he had eleven. What he? Let me see. He eleven pass breakups. He's a stud, man.
0: Yeah, he's for sure.
1: He is a stud. People are comparing him to Carlos Rogers. I'm
0: he's gonna a, pretend I know who that is.
1: Well, you know, he used to be a corner for the 49ers. He was, oh yeah, he was a, yeah. I know who that is. I'm, but they said that um, Henderson, he's. He's really smooth with his footwork. He can—I mean—his athleticism is off the charts. His recovery speed is good, and I mean he—he's—I mean Florida has made some good DBs. Joe Hayden, Vern Hart Hargers. I mean, so Henderson. I think he'll he's just, just, be just the naming
0: ne- a bunch of people I hate, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> but I think he'll be the next great DB out of um, Florida, and then at number two I have Grant Delpit, the Jim Thorpe Award winner. Um, Yes, I know I have him at two, and like I said, I mean, Delpit, man, he's he's all over the field. I've watched him make so many plays like that against Ole Miss, not this year, but last year against Ole Miss, first play, it was a deep ball. He was in the middle of the field and then came across the field and got an
0: interception I can remember that, yeah.
1: So he's, he and he can make plays in the backfield, he's a really good tack- tackler, and um So yeah, I think that's why I have him at number two. At number one, I have, of course, Jeff Okuda. A lot of people are saying he's like the best corner they've seen in this draft in a long time.
0: And for me, he's my third in this class.
1: (laughs) You have him third, man. Like that's crazy. You have Jeff Akuta third. Like that I mean, I could see why. You put him at third, but then again, I mean. If we're
0: being real, this shows how much research I did for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, look, look, there's a lot of. Good, I mean, there's a lot of good corners in this draft. You got Trayvon Diggs from Alabama, um, yeah. and you have this you know guy. Made my list. <laughs> I didn't add him to the list.
0: I said he almost made mine. I didn't say he did.
1: Oh, I did. I don't have him on mine. But you have this guy named Kyle Duggar. He's from a Division II school, and I think, look, a lot of people aren't really – are they counting this guy out? Because, I mean, they're like, oh, he's Division II. He's not going to make it. Kid's big. He's fast. He's physical. I've watched his highlights. Kid is – kid – I mean, if he – you know, if he gets in a good defense, learns from a good defensive coordinator – he can be—he can be really good in the pros, man.
0: I think I've heard and of I, him. I've heard—I've heard those same things about him. That he's just a good, hard-nosed athlete.
1: Yeah. So I—I I mean, I think if he works hard enough, I really—I want him to make it, man. I really hope he does. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: For him to come from a Division two school and, um, I always be, think
0: stories like that are so cool, too.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, not a lot of people can come from a Division two school and do what he's doing. I mean, people are saying he's big like they said he's a man amongst boys out there and so you got to respect him I mean people didn't, probably didn't give him a chance at the D1 level when he balled out in D2 and look now he's in the NFL draft so he'll, he'll probably be maybe like a 5th 6th round pick maybe 3rd or 4th round but like I said if he gets with the right team with the right defensive coordinator he can be good I'm telling you and then you got AJ Terrell I have nothing against AJ Terrell I mean I think he should have came back to Clemson because you know Jamar Chase kind of kind of torched him. Um he definitely did. Yeah. And so that really I mean that may have hurt his stock, but he's still a good he's still a good corner. I mean he's what he picked off to in that national championship. And so he's a he's a good corner. So I don't have a problem against him but I mean yeah, he did get cooked by Jamar
0: Chase. He definitely did. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, defense is done. We're moving on to the offensive side of the ball. Do you want to start with uh, O-linemen, or should we work our way up like that? We'll what start with order do you want to go in? So you we'll want to work our way up there? Okay. we got to so, give them line love. So you want to start with the O-linemen and then end with quarterbacks? Yes. Okay, we'll do that. We'll save the best for last, in my mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> okay, uh... Yeah, you're not getting any analysis on these o linemen. I have no idea what I'm talking about here for well, sure. Well,
1: well, I I like this. I like this Tristan Wiff's
0: guy, man. Have you did you see him at the combine? I th- yeah, okay. He's 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 on my list. I'm just going to name my list and then I'm going to let you talk for the rest of the time. Okay. <laughs> I I literally only heard of two players on my list. Okay. Uh number 5, Josh Jones out of Houston. Uh, Number four, Tristan Riffs out of uh Iowa. Mm-hmm. Jedrick Willis Jr. out of Alabama, number three. That was one player I'd heard of. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia at number two. He's been mm-hmm. one of the best o line in the SEC for a while. And Georgia really does produce good o O-line. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, And then last, and or not last, and then first I have M- Mekhi Becton out of Louisville. He's pretty much everyone's number one offensive lineman that I could find, so... There's my list. I don't know why that's my list, but that's my list. So <laughs> I'm gonna let Zephian have the floor from here for the O line because well, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: The first, the first offensive lineman I have is Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. Kid, kids, the kid's really good, man. He can. I saw him in the national championship, and I remember one play that really. Got me to pay attention to offensive alignment was him in the screen pass. It was like third and eleven, and Burrow threw it to Chase, and like Chase couldn't have done that by himself. He needed them offensive alignment to be out there, and it was Shadiq Charles and Lloyd Cushenberry just out there leading the way. They're making plays. They're ath- I mean, they're they're both really athletic offensive alignment, and you don't really see that nowadays. And so I put him at number five. Then I got Makai Becton. From Louisville, yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk high on this kid, and I think he might go real early. I've seen a lot of people say he might go to the Chargers or the um, Cardinals. Yeah, that's what so, I was seeing too. So he he'll go really early in the draft, and then at three, I have Andrew Thomas. Like I said, Georgia produces really good offensive line, and we
0: have one of them now. Good old Cade Mays came home. <laughs> No, but in all honesty, sorry to interrupt here. You're good. Tennessee might have the best offensive line in the SEC next year. Well, we, y'all better show it, dude. No, we, I know. I, I, I'm i not saying we better, we better not because we've got – we're going to have two five-stars not coming in, but that will be sophomores. And Darnell Wright and Wanya Morris. Center will have hopefully sixth-year senior Brandon Kennedy. Trey Smith, obviously, he's probably going to be a, the first offensive line off the board in next year's draft. Mm-hmm. And Cade May's coming in from Georgia, who was a five star coming out of high school out of Knox Catholic. So Tennessee's gonna have a really good offensive line next year. I know it's not what we were talking about. I just wanted to plug my school for a little bit. <laughs> back to you. All
1: right, and then number, and oh, back to Andrew Thomas. Yeah, kid, kid, really led the way for Georgia, and he's a good pa- He's a good pass blocker, but you know Georgia's really known for the run, and you know so I think he'll be really good in the pros. Like I said, Georgia, they still make good offensive linemen and they're probably just going to make more really well-trained offensive linemen in the future. And then I have Jarrett Willis Jr. from Alabama. I've heard a lot about this kid. Um, They said he was really well. They said he was really good. I've seen some mock drafts have him going to the Cardinals, I think, at eight or even earlier. So, yeah, I have him at number two. And then I have this Tristan Wurfs guy, dude. I mean... Kid had an unbelievable combine. I mean, what offensive lineman runs a 485 at the combine? Yeah.
0: His combine <laughs> went, took his stock and hit like times a thousand.
1: I know. He had a, what, a 121 broad jump? Something 24, crazy like that. Yeah. Of, on the bench press and a 36 inch vertical. I mean, you don't see that from That's a lot crazy. of. That's crazy. You don't see that from How a lot How big of. is he? He is 320 pounds.
0: <sighs> Imagine how many 320 pounds you can jump. How high? He has a 36 inch vertical. That don't even make sense. I know. I'm like 180 pounds and I can't even jump that high. (laughs) That's because I'm white. That's a different story.
1: (laughs) And so, I mean, he's that. So this combine, or yeah, the combine really took his, yeah, like you said, it took his his stock and made it go up times a thousand. So I really like him and that's what I have at number
0: one all right uh you want to go on to uh tight ends tight ends it is all right number five for me at the tight end position is Jared Pinkney out of Vanderbilt uh kind of crazy to think that uh Vanderbilt went two and ten but yet they have two players on uh this list of mine actually they don't they have one but we've talked about two Vanderbilt players in a draft preview and they went two and ten anyway moving on uh yeah Jared Pinkney. You know, not necessarily, he, he didn't have as good a year this year as I think he could have or should have had. But just go back and look at last year's tape for him. You know, he's a guy who, if you throw it up, he'll go up and get it. Uh, so that's how I feel about him. I don't – you want to give your thoughts on Jared Pinkney? Jarrett
1: Pinkney? I, I saw him the LSU game. Um, he didn't do much. That's that's really yeah. about it.
0: See, that's the thing. Half A lot of this year he was hurt too. Oh, okay. So – Yeah, last year's tape is what a lot of teams are going to be looking at, and that's the good tape is last year. Last year, if you threw it up, he'd find a way to go up and get it last year. This year, he kind of battled through injuries. Uh, I don't know how that will affect his stock, but he's still regarded as one of the better tight ends in this uh, class. Number four, I was really struggling on where to put this guy. I have Thaddeus Moss of LSU at number four. I really wanted to put him higher. I wanted to put him at number three. At three, I have Albert Okuebunam out of Missouri. How was, do you say
1: his name? Because he's in mine,
0: too. Huh? I can say his name, or can I?
1: Yeah, I mean, did you... I mean, I was asking you, how do you say his last name?
0: Okuebunam. Okuwebunam. Okay. Does the only reason has- I know that is because I've heard it so many times. <laughs> See, I went back and forth on those two. I just think Albert O's just a little bit better than Thaddeus Moss. Now... And, obviously, you can get into some peer, not necessarily peer pressure, but just the thought of recency bias of, oh, Thaddeus Moss just won a national championship. I'll put him over uh, Albert O. Now, well, I almost did that, but I'd, I I'd have Albert O slightly over Thaddeus Moss. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, I don't blame you. I mean, Thaddeus Moss, he did get hurt. He, yeah. That, that, so, that that's, that really hurt his stock, um, him finding out he had a broken foot. That really hurt him, I think. But, I mean...
0: When did you find that out again?
1: Um, At the combine, actually. Uh, yeah. I think for his physical, when he was getting his physical.
0: Yeah, and I uh, I saw one, one thing that teams are going to love on him. I saw some stat from, like, Pro Football Focus. I don't even remember when it was. But it said, Thaddeus Moss had zero drop passes in 2019. He was the only player in the nation to do that.
1: Yeah, I saw that, which was... I was like, "Oh yeah, look at our tight ends." I mean, we haven't had a tight end,
0: and obviously he's got the the legacy with him being Randy Moss's son too. Legacy points, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, number two, I have Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. I did I not know a lot about this kid until I I uh, I made this list. <laughs> he's one of the better tight ends in this class. Uh, a lot of teams are really high on him. A lot of scouts are really high on him. So I expect him to be one of the uh, first couple tight ends off the board. And number one, I have Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. All you really need to do there is turn on the Georgia tape. Uh, that Georgia game, he he had a really good game that game. I uh, think one of the better teams in the country, obviously, in Georgia in a hostile environment. So. It's Georgia's really good defense as well. Yes, for sure. So I've got Cole Komet as my uh, – Number one tight end. I couldn't think of the word. Sorry. All right, let's hear your top five tight ends.
1: Well, at number five, I have Bryce Hopkins. Um, like you said, I, you didn't, I didn't really hear too much about this kid, Bryce Hopkins, but until today. But, I mean, like a, at a Purdue. But this kid, I mean, for a tight end, you know, I really never thought of this, but one of my friends who plays tight end, he tried to tell me that tight ends are re- like the most athletic people on the field. But they
0: really are, honestly.
1: And I was dis yeah, I was disagreeing with him, but then he told me he was like, dude, we, we have to block, we gotta pass catch, we gotta do a lot, and I was like, Yeah, that's true, y'all do. And so I, I see looking at this kid, he looks like he can do really well. Oh, he's from Nashville. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's from Nashville.
0: Where do you go to high school?
1: Hmm. Doesn't say where he went to high school.
0: They're all up. Uh, uh, he talking.
1: His brother play was a Pro Bowl, his brother was a his Brad Hopkins was his brother, and his brother was a pro bowl offensive lineman for the Titans. Actually, oh really? Mm hmm. But look here, I mean, he won Big Ten Titan of the Year. Yeah, I mean, not bad stat. Sixty one catches, eight hundred. He went to
0: Endsworth. He went to he went to your rivals.
1: Oh wow, he did. I did not know that. Huh. Well, he he did good. He had seven touchdowns in twelve in twelve games and eleven starts, and so I think. He'll be really good in the pros. Then at four, I have Dad Moss. Um, it was really hard for me to put Thad Moss in here, for one, because he was hurt. But he really did raise his stock in some games this year. I mean, of course, with the no-drop thing, then, I mean, he played really well against the, against Oklahoma and Clemson. And the thing about Thad Moss, they said, dude, when I looked at it, I heard that when they took football IQ test for um, the players – um, for college, Dad Moss had the highest on LSU's team. The next was Joe Burroughs. And so... What, like
0: said, football IQ tests or just yeah, the no, the Wonderlick test?
1: No, no, like football IQ.
0: Okay. I was like, I don't know if you're talking about the Wonderlick test or the, the football IQ test because they make <laughs> them do both. But no,
1: that is Moss, Steve. And yeah, a lot of people said that it could be from his dad. Yeah, he did. But I think that, I mean... You can't really compare him to his dad. I mean, he's he's not he's not Randy, but he'll I think he'll be a good tight end in the league if he if he remains healthy and stays healthy. Then I have Albert O from Missouri. He's not I mean he's not a bad offensive lineman. I, I actually saw. Did
0: you just say offensive lineman?
1: Or oh, tight end? Excuse me. I'm sorry. We just did the offensive lineman.
0: Um, no, Albert it's okay. O. It's been a long day here, but just just <laughs> because how many times we've had to try to do this, it's been a long night. So I will excuse I anything.
1: I mean, dude, he's six five, two hundred fifty eight pounds, But he dude, he ran a four four nine.
0: Yeah, I mean that's blazing it for a tight end.
1: Yeah, so he was probably one of the best tight ends in the SEC. If you if you think about it, I mean he was probably one, yeah he was probably one of the best tight ends in the SEC. They compared him to Mark Andrews from the Ravens, which is not a bad comparison at all. My injuries is really good for the Ravens. And then at two, I have Hunter Bryant from Washington. Didn't know too much about this guy, but a lot of people said they were high on him. He was a really good tight end, and he was good for Jacob Easton to throw to because he was big. And then, yes, Cole Commit, man, that Georgia tape. like you said, him against Georgia, and especially the way he played against Georgia's, I mean, defense. Like, I think the only two... Two teams, or like there was a couple of players that Georgia really could stop, and I was talking about Cole Komet and Joe Burrow, and so yep, and so he's if you turn on the Georgia team yes, he he can be he's the best tight end in this draft.
0: Yeah, I mean that's pretty apparent when you look at it too. All right, we got three position groups left, and they're the three that people most care about: quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Let's go to the yeah. wideouts. Number yeah, five for me, and this is gonna be the most I know about. Number five for me, uh, T Higgins out of Clemson. Uh, it's a guy Tennessee and Butch Jones wanted coming out of high school. Uh, what? What's so funny? Butch Jones? Yeah, yeah, I hate him too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a guy T- uh, Tennessee wanted coming out of high school. Uh, out of Oak Ridge too, right in Tennessee country. Uh, went to Clemson. <laughs> uh, and he's just balled out. I actually saw him, fun fact, I saw him in a high school dunk contest when he was still in high school. Oh, really? And that kind of showed me how much of an athlete he was. Dabo Sweeney yeah. has been so complimentary of this kid. Uh, he said he's like one of the best recruits in Clemson. Or like coming into college, he said T. Higgins has the an opportunity to be one of the best wide receivers in Clemson history. That's what Dabo <laughs> said coming out of high school. And I'm not going to go that far, but he's mm-hmm. definitely been solid. Uh, just athleticism is the biggest thing for me with T. Higgins. Uh, number four, I have Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. Now, obviously, you know, I've never heard someone be disappointed with a four-three at a con- or what do you run four-two-nine?
1: No, he, um, I think he ran like a four-three-two, something
0: like that. He might have run like a four-three flat. But anyway, I've never been some heard someone be disappointed with a number like that, the forty. I know. And that kind of just tells you the speed. The that's speed true. is the main factor with him. Just just he can get open in any way possible that he needs to. I think that's the big selling point with Henry Ruggs.
1: Yeah, and as soon as he touches the ball, man, like he can like just go. Like yeah. he'll, if he if he touches the ball in space, he'll be a guy that you can just put in a slot and you just throw it to him out in space and let him do his thing. And that, that's pretty much it. And if you let him do his thing, there will be about seven points on the board
0: every time. Tour de France yes. postponed. I thought that was already postponed. What was? Tour de France. I mean, not that anyone cares, but <laughs> anyway. No offense to any of you bikers listening. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, number three, I have your quarterback's favorite target, Justin Jefferson, out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, you turn on any of those big games, he's always the guy Burrow went to the most. Uh,
1: Oklahoma,
0: Oklahoma. Oklahoma, how many touchdowns again? He had four in the first half. Yeah, yeah, four, four touchdowns in the first half against Oklahoma. Had a good game against Clemson, too. So, yeah, just turn on the playoffs <laughs> if you want to get sold on Justin Jefferson, and you'll be or sold. Or the Texas
1: game. Or, or the, the Texas, Texas
0: game. game, that too. Uh, what did he do in the Bama game? I don't even remember.
1: He didn't do much in the Bama game. It was really Jamar Chase and yeah, James Marshall But Anyway and Clyde
0: Edwards a Yeah. Uh let's see here. Where am I? Where am I? Okay. Number two, I have Jerry Judy out of Alabama. I mean, this guy showed all year why he's one of the best tight ends or tight ends. Why he's one of the best wide receivers in this class. Uh you know You have
1: Jerry Judy at two, man. That's so hard.
0: What do you mean it's so hard?
1: Like, it's hard, it was hard to pick between him and CeeDee Lamb. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I went with C D at one over Jerry Judy because I think C D is just a... The reason I think he's a little bit better, I think he has a little bit better hands, and I think he's a little faster. That's why I went okay. with C D Lamb over Jerry Judy. What is your opinion on that? Um,
1: well, the thing about... Well, I'll just let you give your list. Okay. Um, I have a tie for fifth, and... Probably not a lot of people are going to know about this guy, but LaVish Chenault from Colorado. I have no you idea
0: who all- that is. What? I said I have no idea who that is.
1: Well, yeah, not a lot of people know who he is because, I mean, he did go to Colorado, but he was Colorado's leading receiver. He has a big frame. He's 227 pounds. He's 6'1". He'll be a slot guy, I think, but he'll he'll run. He's... He's a physical receiver. Like he'll get it and he'll he won't really juke you out. He'll try to run through you. And so I think with him, a lot of people are saying he could be a starter in the first two seasons in the league. And I I like him. I think he's a I think he's a really good little receiver. He ran a four, five, eight, 17 on the bench If He didn't do anything else, I think he got hurt. But he's from Texas. And just put him in the slot, make him run like maybe some out routes. Or like some slants and let him do his thing out in space. Just give him the ball out in space, so I think. In Colorado, they like to use him in different ways. They would use him as a wildcat quarterback and a running back. And so, a comparison, I think maybe he's like a bigger Tavon Austin.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison.
1: I think he's like a bigger Tavon Austin, in my opinion. And then um
0: him and him. Wait, why Rose, am I saying he's a good comparison? i thought I completely thought you were talking about someone else for a second. I said he's a guy's a good comparison when two- two minutes earlier I said, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead
1: but uh Henry Ruggs and him are tied. I like Henry Ruggs, yes, kid is a burner. i mean he if he touches the ball out in space, I'm telling you it's like him and Jalen waddle dude. Like I hate. I don't like. I don't. I'm not gonna say I hate, but I don't. I didn't really like Jalen Waddle and Henry Ruggs because they were just really fast, and it was it was crazy to see. Like, did you know that that Henry Ruggs, that screen pass that he took to the house against New Mexico State, he went like twenty something miles per hour, dude.
0: Like, that's um, That's of. crazy that you have to stop that, man.
1: I know. I know. He ran a four two seven. You were right.
0: Yeah. Like he and he was mad. That he Never heard anyone be seven. mad at a four two seven. I it's know that's kind of the thing with the forty. It like a bunch of like even opposing players that like aren't even Tennessee players. Like I saw some South Carolina players saying like after Jawan were like a four seven two or whatever. He had a terrible forty. I saw yeah. like some some even like South Carolina players saying he's definitely a lot a ton faster than that on the field. Or they were like it doesn't matter how fast he is in a combine and and like shorts and a t-shirt on the field he'll 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 knock your head off or he said they said something like that so i mean look, we, we we take too much from the combine sometimes in my opinion mm-hmm. but anyway go ahead.
1: but, but i mean him, the thing like the henry rugs dude i don't just yeah just give him like either the two routes you can really just do for this man wide receiver screens and a go route maybe maybe a slant route because i saw him do it against south carolina a couple times he would just catch it on a slant and 80 yard touchdown that's how it was against South Carolina. But a lot of people are saying the only weakness with him, a lot of people are saying he can't handle physical contact. They said he had a lot of problems against LSU and their physical corners. And I think once he learns how to deal with, like, the physicality of cornerbacks, he could be a good receiver. Now, a lot of people may not. But if I had to compare him to somebody, I mean, it's really hard to compare this dude to somebody because we haven't really seen a guy this fast. I mean, maybe Tyreek Hill. You could say Tyreek Hill. So, but then at three, or, or four, excuse me. Cause I I don't
0: a, even know where you are on your list.
1: Yeah, well, I had a tie for fifth, so it's fourth. And my fourth is T. Higgins. T. Higgins, he could be a good red zone threat. I mean, I could see him as a red red zone threat for somebody, for a for team that draft him. Like a goal, like just do a goal on a fade or a slant route. He's a, just a big receiver with the big frame, and like you said, he's really athletic. So whoever gets him is probably getting a red zone threat. For and sure. then at three, I have Justin Jefferson at three. I, I mean, yeah, I know he went to LSU, but I mean the kid had four touchdowns against Oklahoma in yes, one half. In one half, and yes, it was against Oklahoma. People are probably going <laughs> to say, "Well, Oklahoma <laughs> I mean, we'll, kicked their
0: ass in Norman." <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people are going to say Oklahoma. Don't quote me on that because when we lose – if if we play them and when we if we lose to them and especially if, if it's a blowout, you're going to come back and play this. So just <laughs> forget I said that.
1: <laughs> but, well, yeah, Jefferson, I mean, I, he – I think the biggest – yeah, you could say the Oklahoma game was big, but the Texas game, especially like at Texas and the way he played that third and 17 – like, you saw how good he is. He just broke that tackle. and That and 17
0: was LSU's moment of saying, we are here. Yes, it was. It was that,
1: awesome.
0: that was basically y'all's moment of saying, this is our year. Yep. Really excited. Or that or beating Alabama this year. Well, everyone knew you had a chance to do that. It was just a matter of doing it. I'm <laughs> saying, like, everyone knew that it wasn't just going to be another year for y'all. Just like like everyone coming into the year was like, Oh, it's gonna be you know another solid ten win season for L S. U. What's that <laughs> after that game and like that play specifically, everyone's like this team might make the playoff after that, that game. Even yeah. though Texas was trash eventually, <coughs> but anyway, go ahead.
1: Um, I have CeeDee Lamb at number two. I mean, dude, CeeDee Lamb kit is like yeah c lamb is a beast dude and like you said c Lamb's saying for this year is nobody safe and really nobody was safe guarding this dude i mean he was i i saw my favorite game for him was either the texas game or the baylor game i really like the texas game because texas he made texas's defense look like nobody was there Like he really did. He would catch the ball and there would be like four Texas defenders and he would break all four tackles hey, and I, I,
0: I have something to tell you. No one was there. <laughs> See, th- this is part of the reason why I'm so glad that uh, we, we have stripes back on our pants. Yeah, I sent that to you last night. Like, I know you don't care about this, but I'm so happy right now. <laughs> you know why? Because Texas doesn't have stripes on their pants either. <laughs> and it makes us look too much like Texas, so I'm glad the stripes are back.
1: <laughs>
0: he said nobody was there for Texas. <laughs> no one was. <laughs> okay, I, I need your opinion, just from a non-Tennessee fan. Did you yes. do you like our uniforms better with stripes or no stripes?
1: It's gonna. Well, I have to see them with stripes, like actually wear them, not just pictures of them.
0: What do you mean we wore them with stripes, like in 2013 and 14?
1: Well, what y'all need to do is bring back the smoky
0: gray uniform. No, no. Well, honestly, to be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but Pruitt's a traditionalist. He would never do that. Well. Pruitt will never bring those things back. I guarantee it. I'd say the biggest thing he might do, and even this would be a stretch, is like wear those black uniforms that Kiffin wore one time. And even that would be a stretch. Mm -hmm. You know what would be awesome? We play uh, Ole Miss comes to Neyland uh In 2021, what if we wore those his first game back in Nealand as a head coach? That would Ooh. be like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, was that receiver. done with your tight ends or wide receivers? Well,
1: I have one more, and it, it, it's Jerry Judy.
0: Oh, that's your number one. Yes, yeah, Jerry one. You Judy. The, the
1: kids, uh, kid, like yeah, Jerry Judy's a stud. They say Jerry Judy runs the best routes like they've ever seen a receiver run. They said he's so smooth with his routes, and so, hearing that, like, I just, and watching him, dude, he does run his routes perfectly, like, him running his routes, it's it's pretty nice, <laughs> and so, yeah, Jerry Judy, um, I think he probably will be the best receiver in this draft, maybe, but this dude, look at this receiver draft, dude, it's stacked, I mean, you got Michael Pittman from USC, K.J. Hamler from Penn State, and then you can't forget about, Lynn Bowden
0: Jr. from Kentucky. I mean, the yeah. Dude, and what's like, that kid's it, name from Arizona State too? Um, um, Brandon. you uh, No I one think knows how to say his last name, but yeah. yeah. This wrist receiver class is stacked. It sure.
1: is, and somebody's going to get a good receiver. And I like Lynn Bowden Jr. Do not sleep on Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky.
0: That's the kid, why he got stopped at the goal line. <laughs> that, that, that's why we we stuffed him at the goal line, Zephian. oh
1: well, look, look, look. He played good against everybody else. Big I mean, ol'
0: Elijah Simmons.
1: <laughs> the kid... We own
0: Kentucky!
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he stepped in at quarterback in the middle of the season, and Kentucky still won, what, like eight games? Nine games? Ten? Eight. eight. Eight? Oh. Well, still, I mean, kid was a... They went eight and five. Uh, well, they think still, they're better was... than
0: us. They had the same record. <laughs> And we beat them, so therefore, we still own you. Running backs. All right. Let's, I just realized how long we've gone. Wow. <laughs> Hour and seven minutes. Hope you guys don't have anything special you need to do. Uh, Anyway. All right. Uh, a lot of people have said this running backs class is kind of weak. I personally don't think that's the case. Whoa! Who said? Whoever said that really? No. Well, it's not even that it's weak. A lot of not, not many teams need running backs very early. Oh, so that's true. They're might only they're saying like maybe only like one or two running backs is going to be taken in the first round is what they're saying. Well, and that's not not necessarily a reflection of the class. It's just man. how it kind of worked this year.
1: I mean, this running back class is not bad
0: at all. All man. right, number five, Zach Moss out of Utah. Uh, he was part of the reason why Utah had one of their best seasons in school history this year. Uh, obviously, if they hadn't lost the way they did in the Pac-12 championship game, if they'd won that game, they uh, might have been in consideration for a playoff spot. Uh, and they been just would have depended on what happened, and then they would have got killed by LSU. Correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Zach Moss is definitely, uh, yeah, like I said, he was one of the best players in the country this year, if you ask me.
1: And he and the dude is a big physical for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. Oh,
1: you only have him at number four?
0: Yes. No, wow. you're gonna, you're gonna like why I have him at number four here in a second. Okay. I have him at number four, uh, you know, see, I like J.K. Dobbins, I really do. He, he's got a lot of, a lot of positives. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he's slightly overrated, though. This really? is some hot takes here from Christian. But I think he's he's slightly overrated. Like, I think he's going to be a good back in the NFL for sure. But I don't think he's going to be, like, you know, a starting running back day one like a lot of people are saying or anything like that. That's
1: true. I can see, I can see, I see what
0: you're saying. I think he'll be, like, a solid back, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Number three I think is the most underrated player in this class and may, just most underrated player in this class. It's another guy that reminds me of Reese Jones-Drew. He played at LSU, Clyde Edwards-Elair. Thank you. Whoever gets this kid is getting an absolute steal. Mm -hmm. You turn on the Alabama tape. That's all you need to see. (laughs) That is true. This kid would not lose. It didn't matter what he had to do. He would have fought through freaking twenty lions. I don't know why I just thought of a random thing like twenty lions. (laughs) He would. He was gonna win that game no matter what it takes. And that's why I have him so high on this list, because I feel like that's an underrated quality nowadays. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Clyde Edwards-Elair at number three. I'm sure he's on your list too. Yes. So I'll go ahead and wait for the real breakdown from you there. Uh, Number two, I have Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. One of the best running backs in the country all year, pretty much his whole career. Jonathan
1: Taylor at number
0: two? Yes, you'll see who I have at number one.
1: Well, I can already guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much already know who I have at number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have Jonathan Taylor at number two. Uh, like I said, one of the best running backs in the nation. Not really much else needs to be said besides that. Um, thinking, thinking, he could have been – uh, coming into the year, a lot of people thought he could have won the Heisman. That was before they knew who Joe Burrow was. <laughs> or everyone knew who Joe, Joe Burrow was. We just didn't know what he was going to become. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor at number two there, and then number one I have DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Uh, yeah, I don't really. Uh, we're just not going to talk about what he did to Tennessee. Uh, that was not not pretty. But uh, yeah, yeah, DeAndre Swift uh, there at number one. I'll let you uh break this down better than I did.
1: All right, at number five, you see. Not a lot of people really saw this guy. And a lot of people said this dude didn't really live up to his hype. But I have Cam Akers at number five.
0: Boo! What? Overrated! Dude.
1: Man, Cam Akers, dude, I'm telling you. I mean, think about it. The dude had to play at Florida State. He had to play at Florida State. And he still. That's part
0: of the reason I'm saying overrated.
1: I mean, dude, if, I think if he would have played somewhere better. I mean, he,
0: he. I mean, granted, he, you can't really control what your program, what the he couldn't really control what the program was going to turn into when he chose to go to school there, though. That's true, and they did kind of turn it around a little bit. Uh, yeah, making, I mean, at least making a bowl game. So I don't know. Go ahead.
1: Well, look. I mean, his stats. If you look at his stats for Florida State, dude, kid was a stud. I mean, fourteen touchdowns, a thousand rushing yards on 231 carries, so he was he was a workload, he had a lot of work to do, workload and so he was giving the ball a lot, of course, because he was probably their best player, and so, I compare him, a lot of people are comparing him to a Duke Johnson, I could compare him a little bit to Christian McCaffrey
0: yeah, I can see that
1: and here, like, the thing is, like, because he can catch the ball out of the backfield and if he's in space, just like Henry Ruggs, Cam, Cam Akers is dangerous. At number four, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I know I do have him at number four, and you have him at number three. My grandma, she's going to be listening to this. She's going to be mad at me because she said she's probably going to say I should have him at one or two. But, <laughs> but, I mean, like you said, if you turn on the Alabama tape, that kid really played that game with so much heart. Like, he wasn't letting Alabama beat that team and he pretty I mean he I mean yeah Joe Burrow was a lot of help but Clyde Edwards really did carry us to that win when it looked like Alabama was going to come back and win because if you take away Clyde Edwards we don't win that game a lot of people compare him to Darren Sproles who did you compare him to
0: Maurice Jones Drew
1: I like that comparison as well but I mean this I mean Clyde Edwards Larry he'll he's going to play with a lot of heart he's going to play with a lot of fight which is what I love re-
0: about him. Yeah, he could be a good return yeah. man. He became my favorite player for y'all this year. After that Bama game, I was like, I freaking love this kid.
1: <laughs> I bro, I was losing my mind oh, when I he scored. You,
0: you call me reserve. You're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we actually did it. You <laughs> like, finally I, did bro, it. I,
1: and you know what was crazy after we after Clyde Williams caught that touchdown before halftime. My grandma almost started crying because, like, we were we because she was like, we might finally be Alabama, and she gave me a hug, and it was looking good. And then we got scared when Alabama came back when we when we
0: beat them. The mood got changed real quick because Tua had very, something to say about it.
1: Yeah, but like when we when those when that clock hit triple zeros, I felt so
0: good. Did y'all pop fu- some champagne in the living room. No. We did not. That, that wouldn't that would have surprised me if you did. Your mom <laughs> just comes in there. All right, y'all. Let's celebrate. And she just starts <laughs> popping champagne everywhere, burning your eyes.
1: Like the NBA Finals.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: At number three, I have J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins, yes, he's a stud. I mean, I, my favorite game for, for him this year had to be the Michigan game. He torched Michigan. He absolutely torched Michigan. And... Um, think
0: about this if, if I'm being hurt, real I don't remember anything from that game I don't even no, remember it, if I watched it but no he I I
1: he got hurt in the keep in mind he got hurt in the Michigan and Ohio State game and I think if he did not
0: get hurt is that why he didn't play much in the Clemson game well he played yes. is that why he just kind of split carries with uh, Master T
1: mm-hmm. he got hurt yard. in the second half I think it was his ankle and dude was like torching Clemson by himself, and he got hurt, and that pretty much changed the whole game. Because, like, with him, they were taking so much pressure off Justin Fields and making Fields be comfortable, but when they weren't able to run the ball, Fields had to get the ball out quicker. He couldn't He couldn't look down the field. So I think with J.K. Dobbins, if, you, if J.K. Dobbins is still in that game, we play Ohio State the national championship, and we don't know how that would have been.
0: Yeah, I still would have won. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Who's your at number, number two? two I now? had
1: DeAndre Swift at number two. Dude, I mean, DeAndre Swift, we really didn't get to see much of him except this year. Um, but, I mean, even behind that really good running back class with, um, you know, Sony Michelle.
0: Nick Chubb. And, yeah, he and, still showed uh, what he could do.
1: He really, as a third string running back, yes, he really, he really showed what he could do. He really made plays. He made a. He had that big run his freshman year against Auburn in the SEC championship. So he, yeah. DeAndre Swift can play. He runs hard. I mean, he's a. He's. Let pretty me much ask a, you
0: this: Why it, did you end up going with uh, Taylor over Swift for your number one spot?
1: Man, watching Jonathan Taylor run. I mean, he's like the perfect running back, dude. He's got the vision. He's got the speed. He runs hard. He can do it all. And so that's why I had Taylor over. Um, that's why I had Jonathan Taylor over. Um, DeAndre
0: Swift. Did you say DeAndre Swift? You kind of cut out. Yeah, I had Jonathan okay. Taylor. I, I figured you did, but okay. Well, okay. So for quarterbacks, here's what I want to do. I'll say my fifth, and then you'll say your fifth. I'll say my fourth, and you say your fourth, and so on. So we'll go pick by pick here. Or okay. player by player. All, All right. right, hopefully we can get this done in the next, like, five minutes because we're at an hour and 17 minutes. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Jake Fromm I have as my fifth quarterback. Um. Okay, Fromm is probably the most polarizing quarterback in this class. Everyone either loves him or they hate him. I'm neither, but I'm hearing a lot of people – that say that the Patriots are going to take him in the first round, not necessarily the first round, but maybe in the second round even, if he's still available, just because they feel like he'll be a game manager that doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like I said last week, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes since he's playing South Carolina. Uh, And there's no NFL team in South Carolina, like I said last week. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, I think Jake Fromm – he has potential to be a good quarterback in the NFL. That's that's my opinion on him. Now, a lot of people might disagree with me, but oh well. Uh, who's your fifth quarterback?
1: Jalen Hurts. Nobody is respecting
0: this guy, man. Hey, I respect him. If there, you know what? I think J- he might not be on my list, but I have. I think Hurts is higher than Jacob Eason. If I would, if we've been doing a top ten, I, Jacob Eason would have been seventh, and Hurts would have been sixth. I mean, dude, like... Bro, but think about this.
1: Why is nobody giving him credit? I mean, yeah, he wasn't... I mean, the dude had 53 touchdowns. If Joe Burrow yeah. didn't exist, he would have won the highs.
0: Yeah, I got a weird feeling that Jalen Hurts is going to be just like Dak Prescott, where no one's going to respect him. He's going like, to take him, like, the fourth round, and then he's going to set the world on fire when he hits that NFL field.
1: I think I could see that, too. I mean... He had a good he had a good day at the Combine. He, they said he threw very well at the Combine. And they but like there everybody's just saying he can't like on tape, he just doesn't look like he can read defenses. And I think
0: that is You know what showed me he can? I saw this segment they did on NFL Network the day of the combine. Him and Steve Mariucci. I saw that. Everything saw he that. asked him he knew. Like yeah. he knew everything he said. Yeah. He's just a football mind, and that's what you need. I mean, and hurts
1: He's going to work hard. He's going he's gonna to be a team player. I mean, he's already shown that at
0: yeah, Alabama. For sure. All right, uh, my number fourth quarterback is Jordan Love from Utah State. Mine as well. Now, the debate here is who's the third best quarterback in this class? We know Burrow and Tagovailoa are, be- are the top two. The debate here is who's the third best. Is it Justin Herper or is it Jordan Love? Now, I went with. I think Justin Herbert's a little bit better than Jordan Love, and here's Me why. Too. My thing is, I think Herbert can make a little bit better throws than than Jordan Love can. Now, if you saw that video, I don't know if you saw that video at Herbert's Pro Day at Oregon, he threw the ball 60 yards flat footed. That shows you what kind of cannon he has. Now, that's not saying uh, Jordan Love doesn't either. I've seen a lot of. NFL scouts compare him to a poor man. They've said he's he's like a poor man's Patrick Mahomes. Now, again, poor man's, that doesn't mean he's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. But still, even that compliment, that tells you he's going to be a good prospect, in my opinion. Uh, but I, th- the reason I went with Herbert over Love is just competition. I, I haven't seen enough from Love. That's not That's his true. fault, necessarily. It's just because he's at Utah State, I haven't seen Me. enough. That's why That's I went with Herbert over Love. I'll let you give your opinion now on Herbert what? and Love.
1: Um, the thing I like, okay, Jordan Love, he showed a, he was really good. I think his, what, his sophomore year? Yeah, his sophomore year last year, last season at um, Utah State. But apparently, they said that he left, his offensive coordinator from that year left. And so he had to be re, he had to be introduced to a new system, and they said that the new system just didn't quite fit fit him well. He threw seventeen interceptions this year. That's the thing. That's the only knock I have on Jordan Love. I mean, he's he's got the ten uh, like the tangibles to be a great quarterback in the NFL, but I mean, if he I, he just got to make smarter decisions. I mean shoot they were comparing him to Blake Bortles like I wouldn't want to be compared to Blake Bortles Yeah that'd be
0: bad <laughs> Yeah that's not I mean, a good but, sign
1: <laughs> Yeah but I mean like you look at all his strengths he's tall in the pocket and he's he's smooth in the pocket as well he um they said he has a tight spiral he's he has good open field vision and speed to to move the sticks he makes athletic pocket moves when scrambling his arm strength is great but his, his weaknesses, I mean, he—it's just—I think it's just him turning over the ball. I mean, that like the seventeen interception is what is probably the difference between me and Herbert. When I look at Herbert, man, Herbert kid is just a stud. No, 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 not, like no, I'm not saying Jordan Love is not a stud. Jordan Love is good too, but Justin Herbert, I mean, dude's just a really good quarterback. I mean, he's he's the kind of quarterback you want. He has good he has good arm strength and that, and he played so good against Wisconsin. And you got to think about this: Wisconsin led the led the NCAA in sacks, and so he still ran all over them. Like again, like Texas, like they weren't there. <laughs> and so Herbert, that I think Herbert's the third best. Um, Quarterback in this draft, and then after Herbert, I think it's hurt. Really, love is behind hurts. I think.
0: You there? Yeah. Hello. Okay. Yeah. 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 We're good. We're good.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Uh, I think we all know who's coming at number two and number one. Mm -hmm. I think we both have the same person. Uh, Yes. I'll let you do the. I'll let you start. I. I mean, we'll. Okay. Let's get this out of the way. Two for you. Tua. I agree. One for you. Joe Burrow. No, that's not who I have. I have uh I actually have uh, Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. Yeah. Yep, that's who I have. Number one quarterback in this I'm, okay. Honestly I'm joking. I'll let you, the uh LSU fan who is on its victory store tour still, go first.
1: I'm gonna explain Tua first. I have a lot of respect for a Tua. He's for Tua. He's really he's a good quarterback.
0: I do too. Dude, what? I said I do too.
1: Yeah, kid. Kid is very accurate with the ball. He gets it out quick. He's smart. He wherever he really wherever he wants the ball to go, that that's pretty much where it will go. The thing like really dude, um, Trent Dilfer, he you know Tua is in Nashville training, right?
0: Oh, is he really?
1: Yeah, he's at Lipscomb oh, training man. with Ben Dilford. I didn't know that. Yeah, and so um, like, it'd be crazy if Dilford, you
0: just saw him out and about. What? I mean, just imagine you see Tua at the gas station. <laughs> if I saw him, I'd be like, "Go Vols!" That's what I'd do. <laughs> and like the and then thing he'd about be like, that's Tula, why we killed you three years in a row. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I have that's a true. good day.
1: <laughs> but the thing about Tua, I mean, he can be a great quarterback in the nfl the thing is is those injuries the dude's had surgeries on his finger his on both ankles i think and a hip i mean
0: yeah i mean that's the problem with tua at the end of the day is going to be injuries i mean i saw uh pro football talk put up just before we started recording this uh a lot of teams the injuries are becoming more and more of a problem and it's become as much of a problem that Mel, Mel Kuyper in his latest mock draft has Herbert as the second quarterback off the board and Tua as the third quarterback off the board to the Chargers and Herbert to the Dolphins.
1: Wow. I mean, I mean, look, if you are promised 10 years of good health from Tua, yeah, you should take him because the kid, the kid is a
0: stud. Dude, kid is good. He he can play. I mean, if, if Think about it. Coming into this year – like, coming to this year before the season started, who did yeah. everyone say was the number one quarterback in this class? Two of them. Exactly. And it wasn't even close. Yeah. And now Joe Burrow's had a dream season, and it's Burrow. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. But, well, all right, the, the, let's break yeah. down your uh, messiah, Joe Burrow.
1: The, oh, uh, I just want to say thank you to him one more time for, uh, you know, doing what he did. Ah, was- <laughs> um Look, what's the, what else is there to say? I mean, just, just watch, you know, the 20, the, the, the 2019, 2020 season. I mean, then then, there you go. I
0: mean, (laughs) mean, all all I need to say is he's a proven leader. He's a winner, first of all. And, uh. Yeah. Cincinnati's gonna regret it for the rest of their lives if they don't take him. And he's gonna make them regret it for the rest of their lives if they don't if he doesn't if they don't take him. Only thing is uh I don't remember when it was that he was in New York uh on the NFL today, but when uh Boomer handed him that Bengals helmet, he he didn't really look excited to be holding it. But uh yeah, I mean whatever team gets him, they're gonna be getting the best leader we've probably seen coming out of college n- Honestly, let's think about this. Who's like compare Comparing to Burrow, who who's had the most hype since him? Like, like as a quarterback like, in a league. Say who?
1: Like going into the draft.
0: Yeah. Cam Newton.
1: Man, I was about to say probably Cam.
0: Yeah. Jameis. No, nah, see Jameis, I don't think so because Jameis, it was kind of a. Him and Mariota was kind of a coin flip, and now they both lost their jobs, which is kind True. of crazy. But, yeah, Pey- I'd say he's probably the most – I'd say what? Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Peyton definitely coming out of Tennessee was – you know, everyone knew he was a great leader. Stayed for yeah. a senior year like Burrow did. Stayed for a senior year to – but Burrow stayed for his senior year to win a national championship. Peyton just stayed to win an SEC championship because that's how we do things at Tennessee. <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh anyway, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Ohio State, I mean, if you're Ohio if well, imagine Ohio State fans.
0: Like they were like, Really? We could've got we could have Are you serious? I, mean, I, I think get, they're fine with Justin Fields, but yeah. they can't help but think what if
1: Yeah, I mean but then again, Chopper, I mean the kid didn't get a shot at Ohio State, comes to LSU, comes to the SEC like the one of the toughest conferences, and his first year, like I said, the, remember, like when he first came, I was kind of making fun of him. I really and he was like know. Joe
0: Burrow We're gonna We yeah. borrowed him from Ohio State. I'm like, it's Burrow.
1: Yeah, you kept on telling me what his name was. I'm like, I I, I don't know his name. And he hasn't. I haven't seen him. He's pro- like, you know, I just thought he was going to be another one of them LSU quarterbacks that was just going to, you know, he was
0: like, this is LSU. We don't get good quarterbacks. Have you yeah, not learned? Don't.
1: Yeah, we do, and like the first game of the season of this season of this past season, we played Georgia. I think sub- so- No, <laughs> we played Georgia Southern. I think. Yeah, and I was about to say Georgia State and remind you of your pain.
0: You better stop. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off. <laughs> but this, played- whatever, it's irrelevant now. I don't even care.
1: Well, like when we first played Georgia Southern, I was like, huh. Looks different. We're passing? What? And then I was like, all right, well, let's just see how we do against Texas. And I just see, like, Joe Burrow just all of a sudden go off against Texas. And this is when I know this man was going to win the Heisman. It was after the Florida game, and he threw that touchdown to Jamar Chase in the Florida game on that wheel route. And I said, he's going to win the Heisman. And I told my grandma, I said, look, he's going to win the Heisman. She's like, well, don't say that. We still got a lot of season he's left. Like, He'll, we geez, still
0: got He'll tear his ACL yeah. next game. <laughs>
1: Well, look, I mean, I called it. He did win the Heisman. We beat Georgia. What? It was just a dream season. I mean, now, a lot of people are just going to be like, he's a system quarterback. I mean, imagine if he wasn't under Joe Brady. But, I mean, we yeah. can't imagine that because he was under Joe Brady. But, I mean, he's tough. The kid is tough. I'll give him that. All he's right. where,
0: Go wherever ahead. he's going
1: you're getting a lucky quarterback.
0: All right, last thing I'm going to ask you, uh, how uh, humiliated were you when he called you uh, – Little man. <laughs> he he said, What's me, up, little man? He didn't call me little man. You yeah, asked what you said he called you when I asked you about it. <laughs> what did he say then? He just said,
1: What's up? He didn't say little man.
0: I swear I thought you said that. What did Coach O say? He, he, Coach O said, What's up, young man? How are you doing? <laughs> no, hold on, he was like, <clears throat> How are you doing, young man? Uh, go, go, Tigers that's, Man, a, that's probably you know, what he was doing
1: I was so nervous and I shook his hand he's like what school you go to and I'm like shaking and I'm like I'm gonna follow Ryan and I was just really nervous do you know where that was he I'm, I I told him it was in Nashville
0: hmm well maybe you're on his radar <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy anyway
1: <laughs> uh, but, it, but it, you know the funny thing is I let Jamar Chase walk right past me like I wanted like I, I let
0: Jamar what are you Chase doing
1: I was trying to get your girls
0: autograph. Okay, okay. If you let Jamar Chase right walk right past you for Burrow, that's an, another. Th- oh, by the way, I forgot to tell our listeners. This man went to the LSU Vandy game and got to go on the field and just meet all the players because he's, he's a savage. But, uh, all right, uh, this has been an hour and a half episode. Uh, this has been 30 minutes longer than most of our episodes on this podcast will probably be. But uh, mm-hmm. we had a lot to cover. It was, this was a full NFL draft preview. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head out?
1: I just want to tell everybody thank you for listening to this very
0: long podcast. I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you. Yes. Uh. Yeah, you we'll are. see you guys in the next episode. Uh, it'll probably be sometime next week. Mm-hmm. Next one will probably be our draft review, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I'd like that.
0: Yeah, break down the Titans move and anything else that happened. Alright, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again soon.